You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Tanan Osam, there's a Mishnah in Mikvoyas. Elu Chotzitzim Biodam. That if these things are on a person, a person's going to the Mikvah, Shabbos or not, and let's assume it's a woman who's going to have them, Chutzitzemer, Chutzitzemer. She has these uh, she has these ropes that help braid her hair. They're made of wool. They're made of flax. And basically, you have the girls who not who aren't yet covering their hair. They're not married yet, but they want to walk around with their hair uncovered. But they want it braided to be like a modest way. So you have these ritzuas in their hair. Now, why would they go? Why would they be going to the mikvah? Who knows? They might be tomei tumas They maybe want to eat korbanos. So when they're going to the mikvah. All that stuff in their hair is a chatzitza. We, we can't just say, let them go in and the water will pass through. We're worried about the water not passing through. Rabbi Yudah Imer, Shaltzemer, I will say when it comes to wool, even though their hair is braided, and even though in a way you would say it's sort of knotty, but what is the thing that's braiding their hair, wool, or Shaltzemer, or other hair? In other words, they would buy like Indian hair, or whatever it was, or other people's hair, or maybe their own hair. And they would use strips of other hair to sort of tie up their own hair and braids. There ain't chotzitzin. Why? They're going to the mikveh in it. They obviously aren't so makbid. So therefore, the water actually will penetrate. That was Rav Yudah says. Okay, so that's the Mishnah in Caleb. On that Mishnah, we have Rav Huna. Amar Rav Huna. Rav Huna, the Amoira says, This that we're talking about, the Ritzuos and the Chutim, it's all about stuff in their hair. Hmm, what was Rav Huna trying to say? How else could you understand it? Maskafei Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef says, what was Rav Huna? Again, Rav Yosef learned in Surah. He learned in Surah when Rav Yehuda was the Rosh Hashiva. I assume he was there even when Rav Huna was Rosh Hashiva for a while. And uh, I'm sure he was. And Rav Yosef said, I don't know what the Rosh was trying to say. What, what are you trying to say? It has to be in their hair, on their heads. Mutemai. How else could you learn? You're going to tell me when it's on their neck? It's different, meaning when you, if, if in the Mishnah and Caleb, if they have the ropes around their neck, why would they have ropes around their neck? Maybe, who knows, there's some sort of, it's like a choker, maybe there's something attached to it, and the rope is part of it, the, the jewel is attached to a ring and the rope. It doesn't have to be on Shabbos anyway, it could be during the weekday, without going to the mikvah. So for some reason, they've got these ropes around their necks, right? So that's what we're talking about, with Savar, with Mai. What are we telling me? That you're telling me that uh, that won't be a chatzitza issue. In other words, the machlokis between Yehud and the Tanakhama is what's a chatzitza on a, a, a regular mikvah night, whatever night it is. What's going to be a chatzitza? So Rabbi Huna was saying, only stuff in the hair would be a chatzitza. But stuff not on the hair, stuff on the neck isn't a chatzitza. How can you say such a thing? The Gemara says. Let's think about it. Let's talk about a wool thing around the neck. If you're going to tell me according to the Chachamim, but if you put wool, which is soft, and it's on hair, which is hard, but you're saying that it's 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 a it's an impediment for the water to go through, for, for sure when wool, which is soft, is on soft neck, for sure it's an impediment. Uh-huh. That's what Ravuna was saying. Ravuna was saying that when it comes to Pishton, 
Pishton around the neck is not a problem for chatzitza. One second. Pishton is what? Pishton is tough. So, hashta kosho gabi kosho chaitza. It's pishton, which can be nice and hard. So, it's considered a chatzitza according to the Tanakama. And Rabbi Huda, because pishton, they both agree, in the hair is chatzitza. Kosho gabi rach if it's around the neck, which is soft skin, for sure it's a chatzitza. Hmm. So, what did Ravuna mean? Alamar of Yosef, Hainu time of the Ravuna. Ravuna meant like this. Ravuna meant that the reason why around the neck it's not a chatzitza, because she never wears stuff around her neck very tight. She's always worried. It might make sense to do it, but you never know. It could get tighter and tighter when she's walking. She could choke. So Ravuna paskind that these halachas of chatzitza don't apply to a woman wearing stuff around their neck because women do not put stuff tight around their neck because they don't want to choke. So therefore, they can go into the mikvah straight, and no matter what the material is, it's not going to be a chatzitza because the water will pass clearly through. That's the way Rabbi Yosef explained Ravuna. Eisve Abaya, Abaya said, that's the way you're going to explain Ravuna? I have a brisa, Rebbe. What's the brisa say? Little girls would be able on Shabbos, the Brysa says, to go out with chutim in their ears. Now, why, why do these girls have chutim in their ears? Let's take a look at Rashi. Basically, these are girls that got their ears pierced, but they're not ready yet for the earrings. It's not like these people that put earrings on babies. They'll get their earrings when they're old enough. Right now, they're still 7, 8, 9, 10, whatever it is, or even 12 or 13. They're not ready yet for the earrings. But we don't want the hole in their ears to close up. So therefore, so therefore, um, um, they're allowed on Shabbos to walk around with these things in their ears. And I guess they tried to make them look not so scrunchy. <laughs> they tried to make them look like they're sort of like semi-earrings. Okay, they're allowed to go out with Chut and Shemazneim. And I guess the reason is, of course, because even if they have to go to the mikvah for some reason, it seems like uh, the, the water can pass through. But the chabak, what's that? Rashi says, if you see the Yemenite women, when they get married, they have a bunch of that stuff. Right? Basically, we're talking about not like the Yemenite women that get married, but let's say the stuff that looks like that, where they wrap the stuff around their neck, and there's uh, rope and rope goes around their neck. They're not gold, Rashi says, but they're nice and uh, each strip is nice and broad. That type of stuff, they shouldn't walk out on Shabbos with. Okay, why not? The Amrit ain't isha chaynekas atzma. If you're going to tell me, like you explained it, Rebbe, you explained Ravuna to say that women, whenever it comes to stuff around their necks, they're very careful not to scrunch it. They don't put it in tight. Then that woman could go to the mikvah with that as well. The same way she should go around with one rope around her neck. She can go with these uh, a series of ropes around her neck because it's not tight and the water will go through. And therefore, she's not going to take it off. That's not a problem of her carrying it on Shabbos. Am I low? So that was his question on his Rebbe, Rebbe Yosef. Amar Ravina. So Ravina answered.
Aha. <laughs> what we're talking about uh, in that case of a chabak is not some cheap thing. We're talking about a katwa. We're talking about something which is tight. Why does she have tight stuff around there? Look at Rashi. Basically, this isn't just some sort of cheap thing that's wrapped around her neck. This is a uh, this is a very uh, piece of material. Why? Because basically what she wants is um, she wants to be delicate. She wants to be able to eat. So she wears like a like 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 an apron, connected liba, and it goes down uh, her chest area. And this way, the stuff does not fall on her clothes. It has like suspenders that you make for for pants. And you insert one strip that's wide, and she moloto she she moves it around with her hand, around what most of the other things. Because it's nice and wide, she folds it up a little bit, and then and then she ties everything around her neck. And she actually wants it to be a little bit tight. Why? Because this way, she looks fatter. Like, in a way, like when she tightens around the neck, so I guess the rest of her body seems fatter. The Tirabai was bolsar. She looks healthy. Rubenesque, as it's called in, in some places. Now, it's tight, but it's not so tight that it's going to hurt her. But it's tight enough that she needs to take it off if she wants to um, go to the mikvah. And therefore, that's why the halacha was that um, th- that's why the halacha was that she can't, actually, can't go out with the choveket. But it's different than what Rabbi Huna was talking about. Rabbi Yudah Shotzemri said the Mishnah, Rabbi Yudah said the Mishnah in Kalim, Rabbi Yudah said that Shotzemri Shosar ain't chotzen neshamayim boyim behem. He said that he doesn't believe that when it comes to wool or hair that's used to braid, there you don't have to worry about chatzitza, you should go to the mikvah with them. Am Rabbi Yisav, Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yudah. Rabbi Yisav said he heard in the yeshiva when Yehuda was the Rosh Hashiva there, he said the name of his Rabbi Shmuel, apostles like Rabbi Yehuda, that when it comes to uh, wool braids, or braids made of human hair, it's not a problem, you go to the mikvah. So, but where? Only b'chutei sar, I'm sorry, not wool. Only when it comes to hair, not wool. That's what Yehuda said, and Rabbi Yosef said it over. Once again, Abaya challenges him. Only Abaya, halacha, your Rebbe said the halacha is like Yehuda when it comes to hair. Michlau the plige. Where do you see in the Tanakhama, in 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 in, in, in Makvos, any mention? He talked about semer and pishtim. He didn't talk about human hair. Human hair was only mentioned by Yehuda. How do you know the Tanakhama disagrees about human hair? Maybe you want to say, Rebbe, it must be even though the Tanakhama didn't say it. Rebbe understood the Tanakhama said a chatzitzu was even when she braids her hair using either her own hair or other hair from some other place. And he must have heard that. He wouldn't have mentioned it unless he heard it, that that's what the Tanakhama meant. He wouldn't have mentioned it. 
That's not a proof. The fact that he mentions it is not a proof. Because sometimes what he means to say is like this. He's trying to say to them, look, I'm arguing you about wool. But I'm going to prove to you that wool is right the same way the same way you didn't mention because you say she can actually go to the mikvah with sayer, with, uh, with other hair braiding her natural hair. Wool is also pretty much like hair and therefore it's, 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 it should have the same din. But there's no raya that the chachamim ever assured her going to the mikvah with, braid, with hair that was braided with other hair. In fact, Rav Nachman said in the name of Shmuel, not like what Rav Yehuda said. Rav Nachman said in Shmuel, not like Halach is like Rav Yehuda, but actually the Chachamim agreed to Rav Yehuda. Not that Yehuda argues with them and Yehuda is right. The Chachamim agreed that when it comes to hair, it's not a problem. Tanya Namiyochi, and there's a price that backs it up. That's not a problem. Yudah says, both of them aren't chotzit. Shem of Yisrael ain't chotzit. Amar of Nachman bar Yitzchok, mas nisanami deke. Why? Diktani, the Bryce says, yotzi isha b'chutei sar. Sorry, it must be our Mishnah later. Bein mishaloa, bein mishal chavrito. That's what it says. That a woman can go out on Shabbos with chutei sayer. Hmm, mani. Who's the author of that Mishnah later? Elam Rabbi Yehuda. It's according to Rabbi Yehuda. Why? When the Mishnah gave a heter, they only give a heter of braids that are done with hair. Even braids that are done with wool. It must be. It's like the Rabbanan and the Rabbanan agree that sayer is not a chatzitz. It's all this of going out with hair. It's because you might have to go to the mikvah and you'll take it off and you'll keep it in your hands. But if we hold it's not a chatzitz, she's never going to take it off. She'll go to the mikvah with the braids in her hair. It, with, with the hair, with the, with the artificial, with the other parts of the hair that's in her hair, not a problem taking it off. It says that she can't go out. She cannot go out to Totopos. My Totopos? What's Totopos? I'm Rabbi Yosef. Something we might want to use during Corona time. What is that? Type of thing that's get rid of the Ayanara. Kesher Shaosin Rafuas. It's a Kesher that can get rid that can cure. Kituf is the Ayanara. So it's a type of Kesher. In other words, basically she would tie something around the neck. Maybe there was a Shem Hashem in there somewhere. Maybe it was the shape of the knot. But that was all part of the Kamea. It was a Totafos, a special type of thing. I guess the reason why they called it totafos is because we know that tefillin is also a protection for you. So they called this a protection. They borrowed the shame from tefillin. And this was a special totafos that women would have, especially if they were pretty or having a baby or pregnant or something is. They would have this kamei around them to save them from eye and horror from any illness. So she can't wear that on Shabbos outside. And a Rishus HaRabbim. That's what Rabbi Yosef says. Why not? We know we're going to learn later that you can go out with the Kamea. So, okay, maybe if it doesn't work, you can't use it. But how can you say all totafoses are bad? If it's worked before and it's worked for her, she should be allowed to go out with it. You're right, you might have a, 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 a totafos, a type of, of binding around her that hasn't worked to cure anybody yet. But if it's cured somebody, why can't she use it? It should be the same thing as any Kamea. So, Rebbe, I don't understand how you weren't shy like that. 
Ella Omar, this is a mistake here. It can't be, it's got to be Mar Yehuda. It can't be Rab Yehuda. Mar Yehuda said in the name of Abaya. Abaya said, oh, I'll tell you what the Peshat of the Mishnah is when it says Totafos. It's Apuzanai. Apuzanai was a special type of, it was like, it was like the tzitz. It was like the tzitz that, that, that went on the Kohen Gadol. It was a special, beautiful thing that was on the forehead of a woman. Remember, she has the svocha here, and now she has like a, a thing on her forehead. That's what we're talking about. Because remember, she might want to show it off. Once she has it in her hands, then she might be carrying it. Right? She's allowed to go with the essential covering that puts most of her hair under it. And even though it's misuhevet, even though it's made out of gold, even though there's gold lining to it, we don't expect her to be taking it off. Why not? Because she's not going to let all her hair loose in Rishus Harabin. And what does it say here? Ubitotafos. Totofos and Sarvitin, that's also mentioned, uh, I believe, in the Mishnah, but only Hakavuinbo. But it's only the ones that are actually tied into the Svocha. Since it's tied into the Svocha, she can't easily detach it. Because if she tries to detach it, then the Svocha itself will fall off and then her hair will be revealed. What's the difference between and like I just said, it goes from ear to ear. Sarvitin goes down. It's like payas. Well, goes all the way down to her cheeks. And they're both ways to look at someone who's beautiful. That's the way the uh, Oriental women look. That was the type of things in their head coverings. Amravuna, Aniyas, Aisana's son, Shomenit Avuna said the poor women used to make it out of what? Out of, uh, out of dyed material. The rich ones used to use silver and gold. So it could be there's an afkamin and aloha here. In other words, if a poor woman uses a rich woman's one, hey, look what I got. She might want to show it off. A rich woman, she's not, she doesn't have to show off. She knows what it is. Right? When a poor person gets something which is unusual for them, they show off to the person that's coming down the street next to them. But it could be a rich woman. It's not a problem. That's going to be what Ravuna is trying to tell us. The Mishnah said that they can't go out with a kovul. Um, Rav Yanai. Rav Yanai said they can't go out with a kovul. What is a kovul? Kovul said they are mahu. I'm not sure what kovul meant in the Mishnah. Maybe what it means is something that an Evid would wear. Now, an Evid would wear something around its neck indicating that he's an Evid or she is an Evid. She'd wear something around the neck that would show you're an Evid. So, that means she can't go with that into Rishus HaRabim. Avo Kippur Sholtzemer Shabra Dami. But a person, a woman who's wearing a Kippur Sholtzemer, maybe that, even though she already has a Svocha, but this goes underneath that, maybe that, we aren't worried about her going at Rishus HaRabim. Here you have the word Kippur. This is where they got it from. Kippur Sholtzemer Tanan. I'm sorry. Otoma Kippur Sholtzemer Tanan. The coach can kavu the avda. So in other words, if you say it's a din in Eved, an Eved might be the type of person who's embarrassed being an Eved and will take it off. And if the Eved will take it off, then we'll be carrying it. Therefore, we don't want the Eved going out in the first place. A shifcha or an Eved to go out in the first place. But could be a woman who this is part of the way she puts her hair. The same way without Chayshish, she's going to take the smocha off. She's not going to take off the kavla, which is underneath the smocha. That's the suffix that we have. So that was the suffix about what the Mishnah means. Probably what it means is the kippah. In fact, Tanya Namiochi, 
There's a Bryson that says that. Why? Because it's all talking about stuff on the hair, not stuff on the neck. And also, why should we, all of a sudden, we should be talking about an Evid? Therefore, it's Mestaber. Logic tells you that what we're talking about is the Kippah of Tzemer. That's what we're talking about. And in fact, there's a Bryson that backs it up. Yotaisha Bekovu, okay? And then it mentions right next to the Kabul, the Istama, Luchotzer. Okay? We'll see what Istama is in a minute. Shemun Elazar, Aymer, Af Bekovu, Rishosarabim. Shemun Elazar, she can even go out with the Kabul. In fact, why? Why did he go against the Mishnah, Shemun Elazar? Because he says, Kalalam or Shemun Elazar, Koshul Amatim and Asvacha. I understand stuff that's on top of the Svacha. If it's not tied, she might want to show it off. But if it's under the Svacha, Yotzenbo. She can go out with it because she's not going to take a risk of getting her hair all unfettered. Okay, so that's proof that the kavul that we talked about is not around the neck of an Eved, but the kavul is under the hair of the woman. My istama, what, did that, what was that istama that was mentioned in the Brisa? Omar Ravo, Bizyoni. <laughs> What's Bizyoni? My Bizyoni, Omar Abaya, Omar Rav, Kalya Pruche. What is that? Rashi says, In other words, basically, she has a tiny little hat. After she's already tied up her hair, first of all, she braids her hair, and then she puts the svoch under it. Still, no one does a perfect job. There's still a little bit of hair that goes out of the tichel. And those are like little flying pieces. Because they seem to be flying out. And what does she do? She ties them under, she gathers them underneath the other knots by using another little tiny hat. So you see, you're not supposed to, you know, you have all these uh, modern Orthodox women, they, they show a little bit of hair underneath. No, that's not the way women used to walk around. They didn't walk around that way. Maybe today it's different. We're Mako, but we're, not, we're used to it already. But you see, they wanted to get even the other little hair, everything was covered. That was the istama. So as we say, that, um, that according to this, um, that uh, she can only go into the chatzor with the istama. Because you, you never know. It looks nice. She might take it off. Because taking off the istama doesn't give her a complete uncovering. So you see, it's all about stuff in the hair. First of all, it's, it, there's no din of klayim. Meaning, the reason is, is because basically the way they make it is they just stick the materials in. So even though technically the material is wool and linen, it's not really tied together. It's not really uh, sewn together. As Rashi says, uh, it's made like leather. It's made like felt, just like stuck together and then another piece of material around it. So that's not called climb. You don't have to worry about climb there because it's not really stitched in. And if you have such a, a material and it gets a negatsaras on it, it's only Tamar Upishtim, right? And, 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 and yes, but maybe this summer Upishtim, but it has to be like Shatnas. It has to be Shoi Tovivinuz, special halach when it comes to negatsaras. It has to be like shotness. And the same way shotness is only usher when the begot is actually woven, if it's only the material and the material is not woven, then there's no din of saras. And if you're wearing an istama, we're afraid you might take it off. Five more minutes at least. Let's take a look.
When it comes to, we made Xera that women should not go to the chuppah with, uh, with gold and stuff and all these fancy stuff. If she wants to wear an istama, that's okay. That's, the Xera of Ataris Kalos doesn't apply to an istama. Shmuel Mer, Shmuel says, I know what you've just proven to me. You had 100 rayas that the Mishnah, when it said kovel, meant stuff on the hair. I don't think that's what the Mishnah means. I go like the other side of Rabbi Yanai. Kavu da'avdatnan. We're talking about an Evid. Yeah, and I'm not sure about the kovel. Could be it's like a Shimon ben Elazar. The kovel's not us or the kovel. The Mishnah is talking about an Evid wearing something around her neck. Mimar Shmuel Hachi. Shmuel when he talked about an Evid, said the Evid can go around with a chosim. It sounds like something around their neck indicating they're an Evid, but not in a chosim that's on their beged. Hmm. Anyway, you see that Shmuel is telling you the Mishnah says it's also like Kasha. It depends. If the if your owner, if the owner told the woman, the shifka, she needs to wear it, he made it for her, and he wants her to wear it, then she can't go out. Then we say she's not going to take it off. However, it might break. The stuff around her neck will stay. The stuff that's like a like like, like the Jewish star that they put on the Holocaust people. That's the sign you're an Evid. That we're not going to let her go out with. Why? Because it might break. And if it breaks, she's going to get nervous. She's going to pick it up. But we're going to let her go with the one around her neck because that probably won't break. And we don't think she's going to take it off either. Why? Because her, her master told her to wear it. But if it's something she made for herself, if she made it for herself, then. She's embarrassed when she meets other people and she might take it off. She takes it off, she's going to be caring. So therefore, that's us or even the stuff that won't break. Even the stuff that's not going to be in her hand, she'll take it off willingly. That's what our mission is talking about. Our mission is talking about where she made it for herself and that's why the mission is saying is Kabul, she might take it off because she does, she wants to appear like she's a Basqueira. But my came to other Shmuel, so what is, according to Shmuel, our Mishnah talking about? The Ovid Le Rabye, right? I'm sorry, the, the, the Psak of Shmuel was talking about, not the case in the Mishnah. The, the Psak of Shmuel was talking about where the owner made her wear it. So, so if the owner made her wear it, she's afraid to take it off. Why are we afraid of the stuff that's on her, like, like, a, like a yellow star on her, on her baggage? As I said before, I sort of told you the Gemara's answer. Tilma Mipsik, it might break. It swings around. It doesn't, have, it doesn't have leverage to stay on something in a stable way. It might break. And therefore, breaking, oh, now she's scared. Umirtas, she's afraid. And what is she going to do? What she's going to do is she might hold the thing in her hand. That might not help anyway because he doesn't want to see it broken. But what it's going to do is makapale. Aha. It's going to take the beged and try to hide where the thing used to be. So, for example, let's say it was on uh, this area here, right by the shoulder. That's where it says, you're an Evid, and that broke. So she's going to take her poncho, and she's going to fold it over her shoulder. She's going to take the talus that she's wearing, like the begging, and fold it over the blouse, and fold it over on her shoulder to hide that area. 
So this way, if her master sees her, the master says, well, I don't know where it is, but I, but it's like you're not wearing it. Maybe you're just, you're walking around funny uh, with that talus mekupal. But doing that is a problem. Why? Because you're chayef chatas. What did Shmuel tell them? He said, I know you rabbis, you men, you want to wear your talus folded over your shoulders? Right? He told, he told all the chachamim. So let me say this better. Let me explain this better. If this thing falls off and she folds her poncho up, she's going to be chayim achatas. And therefore, we don't want her going out with it because she's going to be nervous and that's what she's going to do. She's not going to maybe hold it in her hand because it's broken, not worth anything. But she's going to try to hide the fact that, that it broke. The way she's hiding it is by adjusting her clothes in a way that it's no longer wearing the clothes. If she's carrying some of the clothes. That's why when you, it's not so simple walking with a talus We'll see, because we say that's unusual. People usually don't flip the talus over. So again, I heard from Poskim that things have changed. The derech is to wear the talus flipped over. And therefore, it would be, be mutter to wear, go that way, even at Talas Mushu Sarabim. The time of the Gemara was not that way. The time of the Gemara, the Talasim went down. He didn't flip the Talas over your shoulder. And therefore, if she would walk that way, she'd be Chayim Achatis. So we're saving her from that. That's the reason why we don't let her go out, Shmuel holds, with the Chaysim on her Beged. And that's what Amrali Shmuel Rav Chinin Barshila. That's what Shmuel told Chinin Barshila. He said, I know all of you all have little signs on yourself that you are connected to the Reish Galusa. You're not Avodim, but you're sort of like, you have MAGA hats, you know what I'm saying? You have Reish Galusa emblems on your clothing. So, I'm going to tell all the Rabbanan who see themselves as Reish Galusa acolytes, they should not go out with jackets that have this seal of the Reish Galusa on them, because those seals, they look cool, but they break easily. And then, even though it's Shabbos, they're going to be afraid the Reish Galusa is going to see them, right? Just like Trump who gets nervous or if, if he sees you're not wearing the MAGA hat or whatever. So therefore, you're going to, and then, and then you might find yourself doing what? You might find yourself flipping the talus over and being chayvachatis. So therefore, he told all of them, if you are going to wear it, stay inside. Do not go out for Shusha Rabbin. But then he told to Barshiva, he said, you're a special one. He likes you. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so anyway, so he likes you. And therefore, the And therefore, he's not worried about you. Since he's not worried about you, so you could go out because even if it breaks, you, he's not worried. Uh, you, you, we know you're not going to worry about flipping your talus over. Gufamer Shmuel, Yotzei Eved. Just finish this off. Yotzei Eved, b'chosim shebetzavaro, avol b'chosim shebeksuso. That's what Shmuel had said. That when it comes to Shabbos, the one around the neck. Will, we won't break. The one on, on, on the beggar will. And that could be what the Mishnah means. One second. Right? And you told me before, that's not like the Mishnah. That's a case where um, 
that was made by the Rebbe himself. Verminu, lo yetzeved b'chosim shemitzavaro, v'lo b'chosim shemitzuso. Another Brisa says that you're not allowed to go out that way. You're not allowed to go out. Seemingly, you're talking about all cosmos. No matter what the chosim is, it's not really a keli, all right? It's not really a tachshit. It's just to show that you're an evid. And a person shouldn't, shouldn't go out, man or woman, with a bell around his neck. But he could wear, he could go out on Shabbos with the bell attached firmly to the beggar. When it comes to the bell, the bell is not such a negative. The bell looks nice. Having a bell on your bag was considered pretty. It was considered a nice thing, a bell. But uh, it's not like, so therefore it is makabal tuma. That's the nevikeli. Going back to animals from the last barrack. They shouldn't have this thing around their neck who they belong to. Or if the animal has some sort of jacket that it's wearing and it's got, a, it's got a, uh, an ind- indicator who owns it, shouldn't go out with that either. It shouldn't go with a bell around a bell on its jacket. Not a bell around its neck. So anyway, what do we see though? We see that Shmuel said before that the Evid could go out with what's around its neck. Right? But then again, this Bryson says that an Evid can't go out with the with the simon of Abdus around its neck. Around his neck. So the Gemara says, you know what you can say? You can say, Maybe we'll say it's like this. That second brisa that says you can't go out is like our Mishnah. That Shmuel says is talking about where the person did it for himself. Since the Ebed did it for himself, so therefore, we're choshish, he's going to take it off in order to show he's not an Ebed, just like our Mishnah. Whereas everything else Shmuel was talking about was where the Rebbe made it for him, the Odon made it for the Evid, and the Evid has to keep it on. I says, well, you don't have to say that. You could say, You could say, really, everything except the Mishnah is talking about our Mishnah. Everything except our Mishnah is talking about that the owner made him wear it. Why in that last Bryce, if the owner made him wear it, why do we say that you can't go out with the one around the neck? We'll see in a minute. Because it's made out of metal. I see. If it's made out of metal, it looks nice. So she might want to show it off. And therefore, even though the owner made her wear it, it still has a metal look to it. And because of that, it looks nice enough, she might want to take it off. And that's why it's Makabal Tuma. If it's the type of thing that the rabbi wants you to keep on it, ain't Yotzenbo. You can't go out with it. Something he doesn't care about, then we're not worried about if it goes out and breaks. We don't think you're going to pick it up. If you tell me that it was made out of metal, that's why you might have thought it was makabal tuma. Hanu tuma. These uh, things that indicate you're an evid are not makabal tuma. Hakelim do, but if it's real, actual keli, something that's used, something that it's a utensil, makabal tuma. 
If you say this is like a cheap thing that you that the that the Odin forces the Ebbet to wear, because they're because they look so unshaped and they're made to be an Ebbets, that's why they're Makabutuma. If they're just made out of clay, they're not even made out of clay that you put in the oven. Even if they be Caleb, when you think if they be made real Caleb, they would be Makabutuma. Hatanya, Kliavonim. Something that's shaped mamish in the form of a keli or kli glolim or kli adama ain't makabon tuma So why would you even think to tell me in this brisa that it's not makabon tuma? no, it must be that it's talking about mateches. It must be that all of that is talking about mateches, even though it's it's mateches that that he wants you to wear. It doesn't really have a shame Tashmis, but we're afraid, again, that if she wears it, uh, we're still afraid that uh, if it breaks, she's going to pick it up, and that's going to be a problem. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 